0: FM to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we've got Carly and Ava fighting in a graveyard, Valentine under the thumb of Obrecht, and Sasha getting the hell out of poor Charles because she knows what's good for her. We're breaking all that down and more next. You're
1: tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now,
0: let the buzz <laughs> uh, hey everybody when you hear that incredible sound. You know what it means. It's the GH Report right here, Sundays, on AfterBuzz TV. Breaking down all the latest happenings in Port Charles, I'm Frank Moran.
1: And I'm your co-host, Carla Redatta.
0: And as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. She's already seen all your great thoughts out there. She's already, you know, getting some shade for some of the our, our I know, Michael B was
1: like... They are late. Where are they? I'm going to tweet at them. I'm like, no, brother, y'all need to tweet at me. I'm right here. I got you. I got you. You said that because you thought I didn't see it. Mm-hmm, I see everything.
0: That's Yeah. <laughs> don't make her come for you. Don't make her come for you. Now, before we get going, I just want to give a special shout out to the lovely and talented uh, person who I couldn't do the show without. She makes it run so smoothly. Carla Renata. Aww. She was so kind to let me hang out with her to be her plus one at her party this week. And Aww. it was so very nice. Oh,
1: you're welcome, Frank. And, okay, so full disclosure, but not really, like I always say. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I think that Frank has one of the best uh, VO voices around. So, you know, I was just trying to help my fellow brother out and, you know, help him make some connects. So, yeah, you're welcome.
0: Uh, that's, no. how,
1: that's how I roll because Lord is knows, the best. if I didn't want to, I wouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Oh, and you know who I wanted to give a shout out to? Let me find her name. There's We we got a message this week. Oh, That's right. From a young lady who is in the armed services. Let me pull up her message. I should have done that before we went on the air, but I'm going to pull it up now. And she told us that she listens to us on uh, After Buzz TV when she was deployed. So I'm just going to read her message and shout her out. Her name is Jeannie or Jean. I'm, and please correct me if I'm wrong, my darling, because I think you're in the chat room now. But she says, hi there. My name is Jean, and I listen to the After Buzz GH report with you and Frank every Monday morning during a year-long deployment in the Middle East on YouTube. Your show truly added a lot of enjoyment to my week. My only disappointment was not being able to participate in the live chats because of the time difference. Now I'm back in the States. Well, Miss Jeannie, I hope you are here with us in that chat room. If you are, please shout out and let me know so I can see what your handle is. But we appreciate you watching us. We appreciate you supporting us. We appreciate everybody. And let me just run down the chat room list right yes. now, as I always do at the beginning of the GH Report. Dulemon, Matthew Kennedy, Joe Costanzo, Simon Love. Happy birthday, Simon Love. Michael Paluzzo, Loretta Johnson, Kelly Undercover. You <laughs> you see that? I said Undercover. I know it's public cover, but I said Undercover because I'm just playing. Um, Coco Candy One, Michael B., my boy, uh, let's see who else is in here
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that is everyone that I have got uh, I said Michael Paluzzo I said Loretta I think I got everybody If oh, Daquan J I miss Daquan Haywood Wong and that's it. So we want to thank you for consistently and always being in the chat room talking with us during the show. I try the best I can, along with Frank, to acknowledge your comments and make it part of the discussion. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. We couldn't do the show without your uh, without your feedback during the course of the episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we uh, jump into everything in detail, we're going to be doing uh, some news and gossip at the end of the mm-hmm. show, some predictions. But Carla, what did you think of this week overall?
1: It was a slow burn. Uh, Can Kelly, she needs to give me the phone so I can... Miss Thing, I know how to pronounce your name. Anyway, um, (laughs) I thought it was a slow burn this week mostly because of Kiki's funeral. You know, the funeral scenes always take up about... eat up about two or three days because they got to get everybody who's not at the funeral and then they got to get everybody that's at the funeral and then they got to get the funeral itself and all the reactions and all the little, you know, side chats that are happening in the hallway at the church and all that. But it was nice to see Epiphany... Back on the scene, she's been there a lot lately. I'm like kind of loving that.
0: Great to see Sonia Eddy in there. I will be honest, uh, my little honest moment here. I'm gonna get real for a moment (laughs) because we're all here together. Yes.
1: Let me have a cocktail. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) My my Coca
0: Cola. (laughs) I uh I just I just fast forwarded when Epiphany sang. I was like, that is no slam against the incredible skills of Sonia Eddy, but it's just like, no, I don't need to. I don't need to listen to the song. I just fast
1: forwarded that part. No, you I didn't did. fast forward this huh? okay. I, I
0: hit that fast forward button.
1: Well that's my that's my sister in the struggle. So I'm gonna no, give absolutely us, I'm gonna give her some love. But you know, they always have epiphany or somebody sing at the at the funeral and it's always that but I love the how they just give her that moment and let her sing. And sometimes they would do a little, you know, flashback slideshow, but they didn't do that this time with, with uh yeah, that's true. With uh, Kiki, there was I, no flashbacks. I was, I, which I thought was kind of odd. I'm like, they didn't do no flashback slidesh- slideshow for Kiki. They didn't. Um, we didn't see the greatest hits of, of Kiki Jerome. I'm like, what's know, going on? I
0: feel like it, that is that, that 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 fine line between somebody that is uh, either is one of the big. Bigger talents on the show, bigger names, bigger characters on the show, mm. uh, or at least was a very prominent character at least back in the day, and maybe sliding out now. And uh, we're just we're focusing on that. But then you have these other, like B level characters. Uh, still can be very fun to watch or entertaining, or you enjoy them, but don't have a huge impact on the show in general. So that when they leave. There's not really that sense of like, well, we got to do a little retrospective as they're heading out the door.
1: Well, you know, I read uh, I read an article somewhere this week where the, the one of the writers at General Hospital was talking about Kiki's demise and writing her off, and they were saying that they wanted one of the first people for Ryan to kill somebody that wasn't on the Ryan Kevin radar, and they felt that Kiki's character fit the bill. And now I hear. Through the grapevine that they're they're discussing somebody else that's kind of not on the Kiki Kiki, on the Kevin Ryan bill, and that the next person that might get the booty boot boot might be um, Olivia.
0: Yes, I'm seeing that as well too, and it kind of makes sense because you can't have you can't have a, a serial killer on a show killing people that are just you know day players and, and feel and and. and <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and no like to Mary Pat, uh, I mean, she's a little bit more than that. But yeah, she was great. In essence, I mean, just somebody that's, it, it's a bit role You're there for a little bit and then you're gone and you come back. That's not, that is no. Uh, no shade
1: to Patricia, but this I is the thing. So. If, if they were going, Mary Pat was despicable. She was. She was despicable. Like, we wanted to kill her. So we as me, I mean, we meaning the audience wanted to kill her. So it made sense that she would be the first one to go because she was just despicable and she trying to blackmail people. She was just doing too much.
0: But I don't think you it doesn't really hit audiences as much as you need to have somebody that has that is kind of a, a, a more of a franchise player to go.
1: I think they usually and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they usually do that when it gets closer to them getting caught. They usually have them kill somebody that everybody's like, okay, now wait a minute. Nobody hated that character. Why is somebody trying to kill that character? They usually do it right before the person's being caught or right before it's revealed um, who the actual murderer or killer is. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I, from my experience, I think that that's usually what the pattern is. They might be doing something different this time. I don't know.
0: Uh Put your uh, back in your soap days. Would you want? Do you want to go out in a blaze of glory, or do you want to just kind of slowly fade away in the hopes that who knows? Uh, different you know, writer room comes through and they say like, oh yeah, let's pull this old character back in the day and bring him back.
1: Well, this is the thing. It's a soap opera, so there have been many of people that. How many times did um, Helena Cassidy die and come back to life? Like they will kill people off and bring them back as different characters. The dude that plays uh, Finn has been brought back at least twice on General Hospital as two different people he was Silas and yep. now he's Finn so they do it all the time
0: he's John McBain and then he's also our vampire dude <laughs> right. for a while too
1: right exactly on poor Charles when yep. they had that uh spin off of of general Hospital called poor Charles so yeah you know if they like you if the, if if the people at GH and ABC and the fans of the shows like you they will find a way to bring you back because that means good ratings and a, a built-in audience for them so they're they're all about doing that
0: yeah, so I uh, can yeah, But uh, I felt like, yeah, if Kiki is, if uh, you know, with uh, Haley Aaron leaving the show, then it it makes sense if she's going to leave rather than just write her off. Oh, she just left town. She's going to be gone for a while. <laughs> especially because her relationship with Griffin was eh, nice it was to watch. it
1: was meh. But it was, <laughs> it was it was it was meh. But it was disappointing to have her go out like that, especially after she had that whole me too storyline thing going on, because that was such a great storyline for GH, and then to kind of just like bumper off was like, oh, wow, really? Yeah. And the way they did it, they had her all looking drunk in the bed, hanging off the side of the bed, hair all disheveled. I was just like, oh, man, that sucks.
0: But there was one thing, as uh, it was interesting to learn about the uh, medical examiner's report, a coroner's report, Mm -hmm. about that the person that killed Kiki was somebody that was skilled because... That's one thing you noticed on the bed. Not a lot of blood. There was no, I mean, at least the story saw no blood out on that bed.
1: Yeah, and they had a hard time finding DNA, too. So that was very interesting. So they know that this person has done it before, and/or, and she was stabbed, right? Yes. So with the stabbing, there was no blood, and the incision was made a certain way. So they're like, hmm, okay, this is somebody that actually knows what they're doing. That's why for a minute they thought it was Griffin, because he's a doctor, and they just kind of put the two together. But. We all knew, no, that ain't happening.
0: <laughs> <But> that <laughs> what, was wrong. What I, I am liking her this week in terms of our, you know, is Ryan going to get caught? Is just uh, Laura really getting ever so closer to realizing that, you know, she knows something's off with Kevin. She's just got to figure out what the deal is. But she's closer to the fact that this isn't something that started when I was gone in Paris it is incredibly recent from even when i was just getting back to port charles.
1: Absolutely. Who was that that she had? oh, that conversation that she had with Ava. Yes. Where Ava was like, "Yo, so we didn't hook up until like we hooked up after you caught us kissing. That's not something that happened before." And Laura was like ur, 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 ur. like now wait a minute and you keep seeing her having different conversations with different people about the fact that she's extremely suspicious about something going on with Kevin that maybe he needs some help or whatever but it was about that conversation she had with Sonny you know where like I said why do they always have the miscellaneous conversations at a funeral it's so funny to me like why is this happening but Sonny and and, uh, Laura had that conversation where Sonny basically is like Yo, if you love him, don't give up on him. You know, fight for your man. You know, basically, do the Loretta Lynn, stand by your man, (laughs) or Tammy Wynette, stand by your man. So, I don't know. I just feel like I don't, I don't want her to get that close where he might decide he wants to bump her off. But I think he'll probably try to kill Carly before he attempts to do anything to Laura. I think it would be stupid for him to try to kill Laura.
0: No, f- for sure. But, uh, I mean, I also think it's, it's good for him to try to kill Carly, too. Because why would you get that close to – I mean, you're messing – The loved one of Sonny Corinthos. Not somebody somebody that you want to take lightly, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -mm. Uh, To jump back as we were kind of wrapping up the funeral stuff, we had two kind of uh, speeches there, one from Franco that was planned, and then one impromptu, one from Griffin.
1: Yes, the one from Griffin, I was like, meh. But the one, I was, I was like, whatever. But the one from Franco was so heartfelt, he got choked up. And one of the things I loved him saying was the fact that even though it was discovered that Kiki wasn't his biological daughter, she didn't care, and she treated him with the respect that a daughter would treat her dad, and he loved her for that, because she was the one person in town that didn't judge him, and didn't turn their back on him when he needed somebody the most, and and <laughs> what I really loved is when he said, and who else could, could get a room full of misfits like us together? I'm <laughs> like, okay, that was, because you look around the room, th- and that's the other thing, so Lately on general hospital usually when somebody would die the whole town would be there for the funeral the whole town would be there for the wedding Recently, which actually makes more sense, and in real life, if somebody dies, not everybody in the town gonna be there because not everybody has a connection with that person yes. or that character. So I kind of appreciate the GH writers for t- for making that distinction because sometimes in the past there would be people sitting at the funeral like, did they even know them? <laughs> That's right. I don't even think they even had a conversation with them <laughs> the whole time they were on the show. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, like like Valentine, he didn't go, but uh, you know, which Jason
1: I- and Drew weren't there. No. Nope. Uh, was Alexis Alexis wasn't there was she? Alexis
0: went because uh, she went there to, uh, to be there for a while because I
1: was like did she or did because I remember seeing her at G.A. so I'm like oh was she there I don't remember <laughs> uh,
0: yeah I did enjoy Franco's speech and uh, you know just the way that she uh, described Kiki it's like she uh, she loved a great joke <laughs> She couldn't tell couldn't tell a joke. Yeah, I
1: thought that was funny too. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. (laughs) And then, so then we have the funeral and everybody's speaking. That happens, and then we get to the burial grounds, where again I appreciate the GH writers for not having the whole church at the burial grounds because not everybody that only the people that are related or have some kind of really close personal relationship should be at the burial ground, not the whole damn town. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate them for that. But what what made me laugh was. Ava, 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 going in, and as Carly called it, having the Ava show. Yeah, because she was making it all about her and how people felt about her. And I'm like, "Yeah, Miss Thing, this is not the time to make it all about you." And then they started fighting. I was like, "Yeah, cat fight, cat fight." <laughs>
0: <laughs> the perfect place. I was to, very to excited.
1: I was very excited for that.
0: What I liked is seeing Ryan just goaded.
1: In the background, just yeah. lurking yes. and just having that cat that ate the canary look on his face. Yeah, and this Ooh, scene, uh, just
0: terrible. And this this confrontational uh, therapy could be great in this moment. He was just like, yeah. Let's he was just. Bring just
1: he was like, him. yeah. Let me see. He was like, girls gone wild. He was loving that. I'm like, oh, you're a hot mess. Let me let me roll it back just for a second. What the scene I did love before the funeral and the the burial took place was the scene between Avery and Ava where she had, to dis- she had to explain to Avery why Kiki wasn't there. And that little girl that's playing Avery, I heart her. She was so cute. She's like, why isn't Kiki here? I want her to be here. Baby, I was in the ugly cry. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> they got me with that one because that little girl was so earnest and so honest. And I know they were lines, and I know it's made up. But she was so earnest and honest in what she said in that scene with Mara West. It was lovely.
0: That was really beautiful. They're aging her up, though. Uh, when we get back from Fast. Yep. I'm like, She's damn, be- she
1: grew a lot in the last two weeks.
0: <laughs> to be 25 by the time we get back.
1: Ooh, honey, by no. the time Christmas rolls around, she might be in high school. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like,
0: Lord, Avery kind of big. <laughs> yeah. So we see Sunny and Carly uh, talking like, you know, we got to make sure that we give Avery the life that Kiki would have wanted her to have. Mm-hmm. And we got to make sure that uh, Ava does not get her hooks too deep into her. Mm-hmm. So it's it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't imagine a custody battle, but I know there's going to be some confrontations.
1: Yeah, there's going to be because Ava is not going to lie down and take it. Like, she's She feels like she has been done an injustice and being robbed of being a mother with Kiki being killed. So now she's zero focusing in on Avery and trying to make Avery her world, which is always a bad, bad thing to happen for Avery when her focus gets zeroed in on one person. Mm -hmm. That person is truly not safe. Like, remember when she was pregnant? Yeah. That was a hot mess. (laughs) So I'm just like, okay. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see her trying to kidnap Avery and leave the country and have Sonny go after her. I'm like, we've seen that happen a million times. I need for that not to happen. But what I do need to have to have happen is to have them at least come to some type of middle ground. Um, you know.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, only in a- because it's in Avery's best interest. You can't. Putting her like, in a tug-of-war between the two is not going to do well.
1: But people always do that when it's um, a couple getting divorced. They always throw the kids in the middle of it. I don't think they mean to. But in the in the process of them trying to go after each other, it's like the kids end up being casualty of war. And that's never fair. No. Never, never fair.
0: But- the um, What I did like, though, <laughs> is the scene between Ava and Laura. Because mm,
1: That was a nice scene when she came to bring the flowers. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because, and it was such a, I thought like just a, I did a tremendous kind of ranges of emotion both of them went through in the course of those scenes. For Laura, who already walked in on Ava smooching with Kevin, to then go to her <laughs> and, and deliver flowers and, and offer condolences.
1: And then find her picking up his,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then Ava to just lashing out just because she wants everybody in the world to hate her as much as she's hating herself.
1: Because that's what she does. Yeah. She just reacts she reacts without thinking and Laura was like no that's not what this is yeah, she like, said I was literally just coming she said and you know so now I know and and then that's when they had that conversation where she was like you know this didn't happen um this hasn't been going on for a while which made Laura have that that doggy in the window kind of look and I'm just like which also m- makes me think I wonder if Ava's gonna have a conversation With Kevin about that,
0: yeah, because what I you know what what I mean? What I liked is that (laughs) one Mara West the way that she was able to do it, where she's so she's trying to be more empathetic and compassionate, like okay, let me dial down my 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 rage here, Mm -hmm. and just like somebody came over to do a nice deed, let me be you know kind and in reciprocation. But uh, when Laura says, you know, watch out. Uh, Ava, and she for that moment, she just flashed like, are you threatening me?
1: Because she always does that. She, she always does. The minute somebody tries to be nice to her, she just kind of lashes out. She just doesn't know any. She's so freaking paranoid and has little self lack of self-esteem that she just thinks everybody's out to get her because she knows three quarters of the time she's wrong as two left shoes. <laughs> yeah. That's why she does it.
0: But it's just great great acting by Mara West to be able to just get those little little blips of rage and then kind of like blend back in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like, I agree with you with Laura Sanders. It's like, you know, something's off. You just got to watch Kevin because the Kevin that I know is not this person that you're mm-hmm. with right now.
1: Yeah, I love how she gave it a heads up and, and how Ava was. Because you could see the light bulb go off on in Ava's head too when she said that because there's been some uh, behavior. That's been coming toward her as far as Kevin is concerned. Like some of the things he says that Kevin Collins would have never said to Ava, Mm -hmm. but Ryan does. So she's been kind of like... But she's so caught up in the fact that somebody's giving her attention and licking her wounds, so to speak, that she's kind of, like, ignored it. Like, she sees and hears what she wants to see and hear.
0: Yeah, I am excited to see how this one kind of develops. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we've got Christmas coming in a little less, a little over a week. So that means another murder's got to be on the horizon. Somebody about
1: to get it. In the chat room, they're saying Little Charlotte was good, too.
0: That, well let's j- let me jump into that because that whole storyline is uh Laura also kind of figuring out that Charlotte is ba- bullying Aiden and she shares that with Lulu mm-hmm. and Lulu just goes makes a beeline <laughs> to Valentine yep and goes in and again we get uh, Nina is there for it as well and Nina just she refuses to see anything wrong in Charlotte
1: because it's like I told you before because Nina's that girl. Nina is Nina is a mean girl. She it well before she met Valentina, fell in love, and got all fluffy and light. She was a mean girl. She was look. Remember when I said look how she came into town with Silas? She was mean. She was nasty. She was vindictive. She was all of that. She was the Ava at that time. She really was. So now they've softened her up. They've made her likable because the fans love Michelle Stafford. They love watching her on the screen. They love watching her interact with the citizens of Port Charles. So they're trying to, like, you know, give her some some variations and some colors in her character. But I'm going to need home girl to take off them rose-colored glasses and beat that little girl's behind. Because she is giving you bad C 24-7 all day long. That's not yeah. okay.
0: The, uh... <laughs> it's not.
1: She, she, <laughs> Dulama said Nina's getting on my nerves. Dulama she getting on my nerves too. I'm like, "Get a life, girl."
0: Yeah, Cuz Lulu and Valentine, they do the majority of talking to Charlotte while Nina's there. And Nina what I did like is that she at least was quiet while, while Lulu and Valentine were talking. Mm-hmm. She stayed kept her mouth quiet. But then when Lulu left, Nina did not really like what Lulu had to say. I thought she never Lulu's, does. I thought as much as they get, they're getting along now, but I didn't think anything that Lulu said was wrong.
1: She just don't like Lulu. She doesn't. Well, she. This is the thing. She respects Lulu because Lulu is Charlotte's mom, biological mom. But she doesn't like Lulu because let's let's put this into perspective. Up until Sasha showing up, Charlotte was Lu, Charlotte was Nina's daughter for all practical purposes, and Lulu was just somebody who was her biological mom who would show up every once in a while to do her mommy duties, right? Now Sasha's there, and she's trying to be, you know, mommy for Sasha and whatever. But she still has a soft spot, soft spot, excuse me, for Charlotte because Charlotte is still a child. So this is still somebody that is impressionable, who you can mold and shape with their ideas and their personality and their judgments and whatnot. Sasha's grown. You can't shape that. Whatever's happening there, it's already happening. And we all know that Sasha ain't really her kid. So that that's gonna happen. Yeah. But with Charlotte, she sees an opportunity to do what she never had an opportunity to do as a mother. So she never likes anything that Lulu has to say. Because at the end of the day, Lulu's her mom. And her real mom trumps her stepmom.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, those are also scenes where I enjoy Valentine, where he shows that softer side. And he did it last time they had a discussion. And he does it again about Telling Charlotte, like I got picked on because of the way I looked. Mm-hmm. People thought I was different, and mm-hmm. I can tell you that is no fun to, to go through.
1: No, that's no fun for anybody. I got, I got bullied too. So that's that's definitely not a. It's not a good look, and it's definitely not a good feeling. But I'm gonna need Charlotte to hang up them <laughs> that little girl in the back. She reminds me of that little girl in the bass seat with them tap shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that yeah. with them tap shoes, <laughs> and they found the imprint <laughs> of the. T- Top shoes on little boy, and they're like, "Oh my god, those are her top shoes!" Yeah, yeah like Charlotte girl.
0: Yeah, I, I like that Lulu has no no restraint because once Laura tells her, "Oh, you know what? It's Charlotte's bullying Aiden." She makes that beeline to Wintermere, and then as soon as she gets in there, she's bullying my, you know, my cousin. Uh, like hey, her, her about bullying. She's bullying her cousin. Mm-hmm. What? And then, of course, the first person you want to hear coming in is here. It's like Lulu just. Keep it chill. Let's. Uh, let's uh, everybody's been trying to keep us on the DL, but we end the week with uh, Lulu taking uh, Charlotte over to apologize.
1: Thank goodness, because I was like, "How long are we gonna drag this out?"
0: Do you think that's gonna be the end? No,
1: because now, now Charlotte's been called to task now she's been called out she knows she's been called out because she thinks that the little boy is the one that told on her but he's not the one who told on her people just kind of put two and two together and figured it out so the way most bullies work is that when they get called out then they start going after the person they feel called them out because they're like why did you call me out now you're really gonna get it that's what's gonna happen It's gonna get worse.
0: While uh, while we are over the Weber household, we also have another storyline that's happening over there. And I thought this was a big pile of dumb. I don't know what you thought.
1: (laughs) Mm -mm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you handle that. All
0: right. This is uh, your boy Cameron coming through, trying to do his boy Oscar a salad. You know what? He doesn't have much of an appetite. Maybe we get him some weed. We do this. Oh wait, what's the best way to do that? What if we get some weed and we maybe put it in the brownies? Oh, I don't know how to make brownies. Oh, Grandma's here. She's going to help me. Oh, I, I, I forget my brownies. And now Franco's delivering them to the uh, the school bake fair. I
1: cannot. I cannot. I love the phone call where he was trying to figure out where to get the weed from. Like, I'm like, why is he? I feel bad for Cameron. Because Cameron, Cameron, bless his heart, is just trying to be a do-gooder. And every time he does something, it just blows up in his face.
0: Now, I don't know. Maybe I missed something. So please correct me. <laughs> but I because I know that he's texting with uh, with his contact to try to get some weed. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to meet. But then he can't meet because Elizabeth wants him to go home mm-hmm. to watch the kids. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, man. All right. How am I going to do this? I have to meet an hour, but I can't. I have to go home. Mm-hmm. So he goes home. And then he makes the brownies. But he doesn't have any. He he didn't have any weed to put in the brownies. He may,
1: have got, he may have gotten it on his way home. Maybe he may have gotten it on his way home, but you're right,
0: because we never once saw him get the weed. And then he go and then we see him texting and canceling with his contact (laughs) up deals off. So like, Mm -hmm. so what are in those brownies?
1: Look, they said in the chat room, they said, Kelly said, was the weed in the brownies? That's what you said. And then somebody else said, uh, Cameron is a good friend, but he is a dummy. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I don't understand how this is coming together. So
1: yeah, Tommy Accini. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah.
0: So we we have Franco taking brownies to this bake fair, whether a bake sale, whether there's actually weed in there or not.
1: It's gonna be off and cracking. I can't wait. (laughs) It's gonna be, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see how that's gonna turn out. Uh, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions for sure. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I cannot wait.
0: Now somebody else is having trouble with uh with a child and mm. uh that is Valentine. Mm. Because uh somebody's gotten wind that hold on now <laughs> Sasha isn't really Nina's kid and I know it and if you don't help me out uh, to get me out of jail I'm going to tell everybody
1: <laughs> I cannot I just I'm over it I'm With, over it
0: I mean this took a little bit of a different turn because there was a lot of on, speculation online that Sasha was going to turn out to possibly be the person that was sending it uh, Obrek's daughter
1: uh, and so oh. that's how
0: she knew for sure oh. that it wasn't really uh, Nina's
1: oh but that actually makes sense because she came back in town this week yeah Okay. But
0: that didn't happen, and we do find out that how. He, so I assume a Morgan Fairchild, or not Morgan Fairchild, Donna Mills. <laughs> Donna Mills, dead and gone because we had the funeral. Yeah. Uh, and it was indeed, as we see, uh, there was a body in that casket because uh, Valentine used that to grab some DNA. The DNA
1: because Oprah called him out on that I I loved how she was like yes I saw you I was lurking she she even called herself lurking that made me uh, I was like yes Liesel call him out and he was like "Mm, okay what he's like and so what are you going to do about it I'm like do you know who you talking to Like really, you just gonna be flipping? Do you know who you' talking to? This is the same person that has somebody up in a cabin chained to a bed. Yeah. What do you think she gonna do to you? And
0: I can't <laughs> see. So we get Valentine uh, summoning Peter over to Windermere and saying, "Hey, you know what? You need to not, you know, not uh, not testify against Obrick. Mm-hmm. Just come up with some reason." But it doesn't really offer any sort of compelling reason why Peter shouldn't. Mm-mm. There's zero. And Peter's compelling looking reason. at
1: him like he got cracked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't
1: like he even been on a crack pipe somewhere. He's looking at him like, "Are you out of your mind?"
0: Yeah, it's, I'm not going to just say this because you asked me to. You give me no reason to. You've already been a jerk to me.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm about tired of him summoning Peter over to Windermere every time he needs something. Like other than when he needs something, he never even talks to him. Yeah, which is kind of annoying. So if I was Peter, I wouldn't do anything for him. I'd be like, "Yo, you on your own." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, my bad. Yeah. Work it out.
0: It's like, it's like <laughs> you, they know that I was in a, in a barn that was set fire with your wife. So, you know, th- there's no way that I, I I did this to myself. Like <laughs> I, I took myself and tied myself in a barn and then set it on fire. Mm-mm. Why not?
1: Mm-mm. I just I can't. Uh, who, uh, just Juju was like, Liesl is hilarious. She is. Oh, my God. I live for whenever she, I say this all the time. I live for whenever she's on the screen. She's like my Mary Pat. I love her.
0: I was bummed because it, I was hoping for at least some kind of reunion between Brit and Obrick but all we get is a letter, and no. so Brit has, it has skipped town,
1: which is kind of disappointing. Like I kind of wanted them to have that moment. I kind of wanted them to. Yeah, I kind of needed for them to have that moment. I was disappointed by that.
0: Were you? I, I was, and not just for that, but also for the Brad storyline. Brad and Lucas with the baby, because Britt is in.
1: Because now she knows.
0: Yeah, and I was like, this would be great to see her helping Brad out. I thought there was a reason to be able to keep Britt around. And nope, turns out not. No, it was, uh, that was a bummer. And without any sort of like, hey, I've got to leave town, Brad. <laughs> there was no. Right,
1: there was no exit. It was just like, here you go, here's a letter, she's gone. I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, <Yeah. laughs> like, what? When did that happen? Oh, I cannot. I cannot. It's, it's just sh- just shenanigans. And I a- couldn't even get Brit to even do the VO for the letter. I was like, you couldn't. I get her- know that you. That's right. They could have at least did that. I'm like, that was just shenanigans. Yeah. I can't. This is another thing that uh, that was interesting to me when Marco brought Sonny's scarf back to Carly.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: <laughs> and they had that moment. Carly was did not didn't I didn't I, t- I told you. Didn't I tell you that they were going to try to make this a situation where Margot is is um, attracted to Sonny and make Carly all pissy and mad in the middle of the whole Mike thing, which is have, is taking on a whole another life of its own with Marcus coming over there telling Sonny you need to keep your daddy away from my wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like and but then what was really surprising was that uh, Sonny was surprisingly, like, he didn't pop off. Like, I was surprised Sonny didn't pop off. Like, he's been surprisingly empathetic ever since that This Is Your Life Sonny episodes happened. He's become very empathetic, which I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I, I mean, I like it for the fact that, like, I, because the whole thing, he did actually kill this guy. He did. I mean, for, you know, what are regardless of the reasons, he actually committed it. He did. And no matter what kind of guy that was, it's still somebody's uh, father you killed.
1: This is true, but I'm just saying. But what I but what I did like is when him and Carly were having that conversation, he said, "You know, oh, was it Carly? He was having this. Con- he had a conversation with somebody. Maybe I'm mixing my people up. But he had a conversation where he said that he felt bad for Marcus because Marcus was not understanding that Mike and Yvonne just need to to communicate with each other because they. Are in the same place emotionally and mentally, and nobody else is there. So this is their opportunity to, even if it's a, a moment of happiness that they're not even going to remember. He's just glad that his dad has that moment of happiness to just, you know, have a nice memory, even though he may not remember that it's a nice memory. You know, that's
0: true. I mean, I feel like that's a tough thing because it's that that is also reliant on assuming that somebody else's wife, so another another person is going. Needs to be a part of that, and it's like that's that's a tough ask, Sunny, for somebody else that's also yeah. has a wife that's suffering for the same thing. Yeah, too. I
1: mean, he and and the husband is. It was almost like he was forgetting. He was forgetting that Mike has has uh, Alzheimer's too. Like he has the same affliction, not affliction, but he has the same uh mental condition that your wife has. Cut him some slack. Like it's not like he's just like. It's not like he knew she was married and was coming for her. He didn't know because she didn't remember she was married. Yeah. You know? So cut him some slack. Give him a break.
0: Uh, But, yeah, I can understand. Well, I mean, I appreciate Marcus, like, being direct (laughs) about it. It's like, I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to tell you what's up. Yeah. Uh, uh, One quick thing about Margot is I feel like right now she's in sort of that Julian jail. For after Julian uh, put that knife up to Alexis's throat, like... That was it. That character had been like burned to the ground and no matter where he went, it was just like everybody hated <laughs> on right, Julian.
1: Right, they did.
0: Everybody did. They and so did. now everywhere that Margot goes, everybody's hating on her.
1: Yep. Jason and Drew are going off on her about the flash drive. Yeah,
0: Carly's Carly's coldered. going off. Even Curtis is just like,
1: eh, you've done enough. <laughs> He's like, I know you're friends with my wife, but yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, Oh no. <laughs> Ooh. They just all went in. Oh somebody says, Oh no, somebody says, Carla, I'm sorry. But I'm going to throw some shade at you.
0: Oh, uh-oh. Will we see
1: Maurice in 2019? Well, Kelly, considering the fact that this is the last show for 2019, clearly not. So I was being overly optimistic, but that means I have a whole other year to work it out. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, but I but I did deliver. I'm bringing some guests over here. She did. Absolutely. I did deliver. So you got to give me some props for that, Kelly cover. I'm just saying.
0: And there's already uh, some uh, some fish on the line, so to speak. For yes, there
1: are. There's a couple. There's at least three to four Ooh, on the line for 2019. Wee. So we're gonna have a busy beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with my busted <laughs> busted British accent.
0: <laughs> we get a little bit more of the uh, the Sam storyline cooking up there, which mm-hmm. I do enjoy seeing her work with Curtis. And we find out that the uh, the uh, subscription was to a, uh, an alias that Sam used to use. Mm-hmm. So somebody's trying to send her a, uh, a message. And she's it's to that little shady is.
1: girl, Daisy. Daisy doing too much, and she working in cahoots with somebody that we haven't seen yet.
0: Well, you know, it's going to be that cult leader. That cult leader's got a thing for Sam. I know. Mm. Oh,
1: Is she going to get kidnapped again? Let's uh, hope not. I well, can't.
0: There, I guarantee you in the course of the storyline, Sam will be on of some stairs and she will fall. She, she Why
1: you got Sam falling down the stairs? Because she
0: constantly is falling down those <laughs> stairs. She's always that woman cannot walk up a set of stairs and save her life. I
1: cannot with you. Oh my god, <laughs> I cannot. Let's uh, see. I, any other hot storylines that really jumped to mind? Um, let me see. I think I took some notes. Um, oh, Oscar asking Jason to be the executor uh, of his yeah. will.
0: I mean, that was uh, an honest little discussion there, and I I, I did like you know. That uh, Stone Cold said, "All right, I'll do it, but just for now."
1: Yeah, and then the other thing that that happened was, um, let me see, uh, Willow and Chase having a date. (sighs) You know, (laughs) exactly. Paint on the wall. I can't
0: (laughs) seeing this date. uh, It kind of really said, like, all right, no, not feeling it between these two, Mm -mm. which is a shame. Uh, Mm -mm. I mean, certainly Willow's got some baggage going on, uh, and I'm sure that has to do all around uh, the baby that she gave up. But, uh, yeah, as soon as uh, it was like, wait, you brought me to your apartment? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, Carla, as a woman, let me ask I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that Will's got her own set of issues, and we know what those are. <laughs> so that could be very much affecting the way that she's seeing this, uh, what was seemed like a, a you know, just a very generous, kind offer from Chase. In terms of, like, come out with me. I'm going to cook for you in my own home. Right. Uh, first date, somebody brings you back to their place to cook you dinner. It, no. You, is that is, nope, no. across the
1: line? I am not going back to somebody's house on a first date. That's what's not going to happen. Got it. No. Which brings me to this. So I'm just going to share this real quick because I thought it was really funny. What I told you that night at the party. Yes. So, okay. So this is for all the women out there. (laughs) Pay pay attention. So I took a shared ride. I won't say the company because I don't want to get nobody in trouble, but I took a shared ride uh, car to the event that. that, uh, Frank and I were at and on my way there you know how you get in the car and they check to see if you are the person that is on the screen to make sure they're not picking up the wrong person or the wrong wrong location we verified all of that and as I'm in the car under my breath I'm like oh I really don't feel like going I'm tired and the shared ride driver says oh well where you want to go I can turn this off and we can go anywhere you want to go and I'm like I was like chirp chirp no no and I and I and I said it, uh, what? And he said, "Oh, I got to work on my lines." I'm like, again, that is not the right answer. Then we get in. We're still in the car. We're driving, and he's driving. There is a street here called Sunset Boulevard, and in Beverly Hills, where it is, uh, it it intersects with the whole UCLA campus. That's sh- Sunset Boulevard. Doing that that portion of the road is very windy, and the roads narrow at some point. And this fool is driving 50 miles an hour around the road, right? And I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm going to die because what happens is he's driving so fast that a car is coming out of a side street and he's driving so fast that he was barely able to brake before making impact with this car. So I'm like, if I don't get out of this car, we're going to be wrapped around a tree. And I'm really not trying to start my holiday season off in the hospital. So I'm like, you need to pull me over so I can get out. And he's like, what's the matter? I'm like, mm. I said, just pull me up under, just take me under a lamplight so I can get another car. Just pull over. So he pulls over. I get out of the car, Frank, and I swear to you, as I'm closing the door, he looks at me and he says, so I'm still going to get them five stars, right? I'm like, uh-uh. uh <laughs> Like No, no, fool. You ain't getting no five stars from me. No, hell no. So I'm just saying, ladies, if you're in a shared ride car, don't go to sleep. You know, you can pretend like you texting or doing something on your phone, but, you know, pay attention. Stay alert. It's holiday season. People got shenanigans.
0: Yeah. How many starts did you give him?
1: I reported him. Because, first of all, he shouldn't have come at me like that. And, second of all, his driving was very erratic. Yeah. And, and third of all, you don't ask me for no five stars when we almost had an accident when it was wrapped around a tree. Like, are you on crack? What's wrong with you? No. Got to get them five stars, baby. (laughs) Got to get them. But he was saying, he's like, so I'm still going to get them five stars? I'm like, hell no, (laughs) you ain't getting no five stars. (laughs) Thank you and good night.
0: (laughs) Uh, before we wrap up, real quick, I, I know I said we do a little bit of news and gossip, so we'll hit that real quick before we get out of here. After Buzz TV News. Uh, you know, of course, we see that Sasha ended up leaving town, so uh, we all know that uh, Sophia Matson playing Sasha, she's gone for now, but as the storyline kind of heats up some more, we kind of uh, figure out that Sasha really is not uh, Nina's real daughter. Right? I'm sure we'll see her back again there to kind of uh, figure out how her and Nina can kind of, you know, address that situation right there. And uh, we also have, as we were talking about the um, uh, the cult leader, there. Here's uh, uh, we do see that we have somebody cast in that role. It's uh, we're gonna have his name is. Uh, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, dun. There we go. Uh,
0: John Patrick go- uh, Jordan has been cast as Peyton Mills. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: So <laughs> we're gonna be seeing him. Uh, it looks like that, that that cult leader that we'll see kind of tying in uh, maybe Sam. Uh, uh, Oscar... Yeah, uh, as well as uh, Christina as well, could be interesting to see how all this stuff kind of comes together.
1: Little Christina, she just always get mixed up in some mess, don't she? Getting fired, she's getting fired
0: <laughs> and rehired so quickly. There. Uh, either that is one thing that we didn't really talk about too. Is we see uh, Julian's getting a little as much as he's trying to be the good man and trying to help out Kim. Uh, doesn't really like it when Kim is just laying, you know, resting her head on Drew's shoulder.
1: Yeah. Somebody just asked, "Were we going to talk about Tamara Tamar Braun as uh, Kim?" Yeah, he's he's a little insecure about that because, you know, when they first hooked up, he was commiserating about Alexis and she was commiserating about Drew. So he's feeling some kind of way about that. But it's like, dude, get a life. They're, they have a son together and the son is possibly dying. It ain't about you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not about you. Uh,
0: I mean, I guess, you know... But, if we, but Kim, I will say, you know, she and she realized that what Julian did for her. I mean, she went over there and, and did talk to him. Uh, but then we also get to see uh, Alexis looking out through the window lurking. as well. Like, I'm so
1: tired of her lurking in the shadows when it comes to Julian. I'm so over that. Yeah. I yeah, know. Kim did have that moment where she you know, expressed how she was really grateful that he um, was there for her and that she needed to be there for him as well.
0: I do not want to see them ever go back together again. <laughs> I don't want to see uh, uh, Julexis. Forget it. Uh, all right, ladies uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? We are wrapping up here yes. for 2018 on the GH what? Report holy cow so we're gonna be out for two weeks but we'll be back here Sunday January, January 6th, 6th breaking down all the happenings that have happened how many people have Kevin excuse uh, me Ryan have killed during right. the week, those right. two weeks Yep. Let's
1: hope he ain't gone through the whole cast of GH.
0: <laughs> Are we going to get a Christmas and New Year's? Who knows? It, right? Yeah, there could be a lot of deaths to talk about.
1: Ooh, let's hope not.
0: Will Laura catch on? There's so many things to figure out. Of course. Uh, but we're excited to uh, to see what happens, and then we'll talk to you about it on Sunday, January 6th. But in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for uh, sticking with us this whole year long, hopping in the chat, sharing your thoughts, always supporting the show. Again, we couldn't do it without you. So, as always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And a big thank you to my lovely and talented co-host, the best. The most awesome. Carla Renata, thank you for everything.
1: <laughs> thank you, Frank. I appreciate you. And you can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. My film review show over at Black Hollywood Live is being rebranded. It will have a new name and a new logo, but it will still be at 5 o'clock on Sundays right before the GH Report.
0: Ooh, all right. Ooh. Keep up to the date there. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And we'll see you back here Sunday, January 6th, with an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays.
1: Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Meninos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember,
0: we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup.